You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so glad you could join us for another episode of the EM Podcast. This is our Wednesday series, and today we are in for a treat because instead of our quick 10 minute episode, we're going for just a little bit longer today to talk with Dr. Deborah Russo about marriage and addiction. I'm so grateful because Deborah is an expert in couples and recovery, and she actually loves the population, which I don't quite honestly see with a lot of couples therapists and coaches. So very, very thankful to have her as part of the E&M certified coaches team. And moreover, as a wonderful licensed therapist herself, she has two master's degrees and a doctorate, and she has over two decades of experience with couples. So what a joy we get. She not only works with couples in their premarital years, but she moves on with Gottman techniques and Terry Real techniques, as well as, of course, here we're talking about addiction. And so we're going to get a taste of that today because she and I are doing a talk, if you're listening live, Saturday, October 1st, and I'll put everything in the show notes, where I work on sharing about Enneagram and instincts and family traumas, and she gets to talk to you guys about even more complexities within the realm of addiction and goes into depth about the drama triangle and such. So I'm putting that in the show notes for those who are truly going through something huge and really would need extra assistance for this time in your lives. And we know there's all kinds of seasons. We know there's so many couples who are dealing with addictions and we're right here with you when you're walking through it. So you don't have to do this alone. We want to encourage you. And that's what we're going to do on today's episode. And before we get on, I just wanted to share a bit of really interesting research on addiction. That is also a study and articles I'm going to be leaving in the show notes about how marriage and relationship closeness are often predictors of less alcohol and drug use. So it's a very exciting time for you to realize that by doing your personal work, you often have a greater chance of making it through your addiction training and treatment with support because at the end of the day, it's really social support. But to have that person who is by your side, who is willing to do the work with you, it's both exhausting and also important to have. So make sure that you guys are doing your work relationally if you want to heal with an addiction. And couples work is part of it all. And that's why the talk we're giving on Saturday is also for couples, because we want you to know, yes, there's tons of great research out there for people walking individually through addiction. But what we actually are continuing to learn is addiction is an issue that is really passed down a lot of times through families, and it takes family support to walk through it. It's huge and multifaceted. As I mentioned in a little while, we're actually having somebody go through that right now, and it's taking my wonderful sister, Abby, who's a 
got a lot of social work background with her master's degree. And my sister, Holly, who is a type one caretaker and my brother, he's doing a huge part. Um, And I feel like being a little bit distant, I'm not doing as much, but we're all doing what we can to encourage and support a person in our extended family who's dealing with addiction. And it's non-blood relative, but it's somebody who has a family lineage of this. And so we are trying to support, but it takes a village. And in between when you're supporting, it takes repair and rest and self-care. So make sure you get that. Make sure you're walking through that. And we are definitely here for it all with you as we learn together from Dr. Deborah Russo. And again, just so happy to have her on. So we are in for a treat with her. Let's let her speak to us. Dr. Deborah, I am so happy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. Krista, it is so good to be with you today. I love working with you. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Well, our crew here has heard so much about you and now we want to hear from you. Tell us about your work and what you do out there. I got to be part of a team building a partial hospitalization program for adults struggling with eating disorders. And, you know, early in my career, I was blessed. My graduate school practicum turned into a full-time position. I got to be part of a team building a partial hospitalization program for adults struggling with eating disorders. And many had overlapping addiction problems and many had family trauma as well. So I saw repeatedly patient to patient the traumatic influences addiction had on multiple generations. You know, the ripple effect was like a stone in a pond that didn't stop skipping. You know, I realized here that family work is so key to break harmful relationship cycles and to promote healing. And I've been graciously witness to the courageous work of families and what they're capable of. And I've also seen situations where one or more family members remain wed to addiction cycles. Mm. And, and that means that, you know, many people have to work separate from their families to do proper healing. Mm. The, this is a tremendous sense of grief in this, yet personal mm. healing and generational transformation is still possible. Mm. And this is where mm. support, support of others, support of therapy mm. is often, you know, and within also the extended family members, the, the chosen family, so to speak. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's literally huge. I can't tell you how meaningful this is to me in this hot moment because we had an extended family member today, right now, dealing with addiction. And some of the kids wrote to me and said, alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. I'm so sad. So-and-so is using again. And um, it was several months of progress. And it was just so hard because it's a long, like you said, it's an extended family process. And, Mm. um, and the person dealing with the addiction knows it and they've been through rehabs and they've been kicked out of rehabs. And, and even they're like, Hey, I want to come and stay with one of you guys because I'm tired. I'm exhausted from doing my work. So, I mean, this is huge. And the timing, like I said, is big for me and I'm a little far away physically from this, but I feel it. So tell us how you've seen addiction play out across seasons of marriage, because it's certainly been something Wes and I have had to do a lot of work around with more than one person. Yes, yes. Uh, You know, um, 
One of the things I wanted to mention too, I mean, you're speaking to this, but statistically speaking, 30% of Americans are mm. affected by addiction in their family. So, mm. so this means, let's say I used to do pre-marriage workshop at, at our church. Let's say there's 75 couples in that workshop. Well, mm. you know, one out of three couples in this room are either suffering with addiction or have a family system of addiction problems. And wow. um, by the way, this led to my focus work, you know, toward working with couples in recovery, which is one of my loves. And so how I see it, um, it play out across the marriage. So I see couples in all different stages of their relationships early Mm -hmm. on to many years in, Mm -hmm. they come in with a broad span of needs and experiences, meaning some come in saying the relationship was smooth and steady in the early years, while others say it's always been rocky. Mm -hmm. I've worked with some couples who have never experienced a honeymoon phase, no Mm -hmm. shine at all. Wow. And you know, the link is usually that they've been touched by the hands of addiction and trauma. Mm. I have couples say that we haven't known anything different from chaos. That's what brought us together. Mm. And this is a type of trauma bonding for couples. You know, Mm. it's the family recipe of chicken soup they've been familiar with. There's this absence of knowing perhaps, hey, hey, you know what, we could actually make our own recipe. You know, these these couples need help figuring out how to incorporate some new ingredients for their soup that Mm -hmm. doesn't include drama and trauma. Maybe we're going to keep some things from our family legacy, but you know Mm. what? We're going to leave the damaged ones behind. Mm. And and then there are the couples who decompensate in the relationship as the addiction takes precedence over it and come to see me at that point. There are often really unhealthy family alliances among members that Mm -hmm. hold the addiction in place, like a status quo. Mm -hmm. For example, the partner with the addiction can depend on the other partner to manage the consequences of their using. Mm -hmm. It might be the partner who makes excuses for the addicted partner by ignoring or minimizing problems Mm -hmm. or perpetually calling in sick for them at work. I mean, the whole family has organized themselves around the addiction. Mm. Like, don't get your father upset tonight. He might get drunk. Mm. Now this child is vulnerable to internalizing that script line. They are the problem, Mm. which, of course, could potentially play out in relationships throughout their lives. Mm. Mm. You see this so much in our Enneagram work, just in general, but even more intensely with this when you have an addictive component. And I'm sure you are aware I know you are. And I I literally love that you love this focus because I don't know. And I know a lot of therapists and coaches. I do not know many who are good at this focus. So I just want to tell everybody out there, like, this is a huge yay that we have a marriage therapist who is gifted and likes working with this first. And then second of all, thank you. And then third of all, maybe you can tell us um, just, is it always alcohol or drugs or what kinds of addictions do you work with? So we can, before we jump into some tips, what are we seeing out there? You know, I see the gamut of, um, A lot of addictions and eating disorders were my initial specialties. Okay. okay. And um, I have to just say so much of all of these different um, destructive habits have been built on a foundation of trauma. Mm. And so I think that the main point is underlying trauma. You know, addiction is a trauma disease. Okay. Okay. Wow. So it's just, instead of looking at how is it playing out, we need to realize that it's a trauma-based issue. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That's so nice because so many people don't do that with addiction. They're just like addiction, 
bad, that person evil, other person perfect. So true. And you know, we've talked about how these cycles are put in place in years ahead, generations mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. It's so complicated to unpack it. I mean, it would take a whole other podcast to look at how that trauma ripple effects and causes the addiction. Mm-hmm. Well, you are signing yourself up for another. No, I'm just <laughs> happy to. Well, we are absolutely talking about this uh, in our talk on Saturday too. So we'll talk about that too, for those listening live, but tell us three tips for couples, because I know that there are people, like you said, lots of people who are struggling directly with this or even indirectly. What are some tips for everybody? Yes. Yes. Okay. My favorite part here really is Mm. um, do yourselves and your relationship a favor, be proactive Take the audit. So this stands for the Alcohol Use Disorders Identification Test. It's a quick screening online so -hmm. you can see where you fall and if there are any potential problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is at auditscreen.org slash check dash your dash drinking forward slash. Mm, Probably if you plug it in, it'll pull up. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, really know your own potential signs. You've really got to take an inventory of what percentage of one's day you're thinking about or seeking or using alcohol. Mm. People in recovery come to me and said, you know, I was in prison too. It, It became my primary relationship. My brain was hijacked, you know, so So listeners, is it possible that your brain is hijacked too, you know, and some really basic uh, questions to indicate red flags. Let me go over these. Does your partner or your family member complain or show concern about your use? Mm. Do you experience blackouts from using? Mm. Are you neglecting yourself, your relationships because of your use? Do you experience withdrawal symptoms and feel sick when you stop? Have you had medical problems due to use hepatitis, which is damage to your liver, memory loss? Mm. Basically, has your world narrowed into usage and you've lost your joy, your meaningfulness, your relational connection, and those things that have been most valuable to you because of the time obsessing and using has cost you? Wow. Wow. Those are such good questions. And I think it really gets to the heart of it. Is this going to be your legacy? Yeah. And one more thing for that third tip, Krista, is it Mm -hmm. it is really vital that a partner with addiction gets into their own work, the support they need and the level of treatment. Research also shows that couples work in addiction recovery can be life-saving to the relationship. You know, addiction doesn't happen in a bubble. Couples and family members may be all stuck developmentally Mm -hmm. stunted in their growth. They may not realize they're living by unhealthy scripts and playing these unhealthy roles and attempts to connect and get their needs met. They need to be Mm -hmm. talking with people to help them get addiction out of the driver's seat of their relationships. Mm, Okay. So they're a reminder. This is not just let me get my spouse some help. That's right. Wow. That's huge for people to hear because I think that, like I said, most of the addiction research in the past did talk about it like that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why so many therapists were like, I don't want to get involved. But sometimes when you do break open the family system and the wound, you do 
find out there's a core, like you said, something generationally that's been going on for many years. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for, for those couples who've struggled with addiction trauma for years and say they're coming in and they're ready to do their work, they have to rediscover themselves and how to be in relationships together in sober ways, how to be intimate together, what connects them now. Mm. It doesn't happen overnight. They have to explore their roles, work together to change them. So there's both those individual work pieces and the relational work to do. Right. And I love that you also have done your Enneagram and marriage coaching certification with me because Mm -hmm. it sounds like you feel like Enneagram does play into it too. Absolutely. I I may have told you this before. I spent many years in training, have two master's degrees and a doctorate, have done plenty of testing, you know, as part of, um, of the program's work. But it wasn't until I discovered the Enneagram that I really got excited about, wow, this is such a roadmap for personal and relational work. And it's so non-pathologizing. I, it's a really spiritual tool and a psychological tool. It really is. And it's so exciting for those listening to, to hear you say that and to know they're already on the journey if they've started that Enneagram work together, because it does lend itself to curiosity and compassion instead of just pure judgment and isolation yes. for the one party. Yes, yes. The only thing I, uh, I'd also add about um, tips is, you know, if if you're, and this happens, as you know, if you're a partner who finds themselves alone and wanting to get healthier, the addicted partner says, no, go. You know, the first thing I'd suggest, join Al-Anon meetings, find support groups for partners of addicted family members. And of course, of course, have your own therapist. This is going to be important work to do, whether your partner will do it or not. Mm, What a great reminder. And I think I've heard you say that um, a little bit before too. And I was like, oh, good. I'm so glad she said that because often there has to be a leader to say, I'm going to get healthy first. And I know that we're doing this dance together. And so Mm -hmm. for you to just really call people out, like do your work. If this is a marriage you want to do, if this is a relationship that you want, then do your part. And Al-Anon also is supporting you, right? Yes. Al-Anon is supporting you in ways that you want to focus on yourself and decisions that you have to make. Um, in in uh, acceptance, but also in boundaries and assertion and taking care of self. Um, so it's it's a rigorous program, and it's been around for years. And a lot of people feel very supported by attendance. Oh, good! Thank you so much. And we're also going to be talking about some of the scripts and the uh, the drama triangle that can get. Uh, a little bit sticky for people too this Saturday. I'm so yes. excited to talk about all of this with you at our talk. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited to be working with you. Saturday, virtual workshop, two-hour workshop for couples exclusively. Um, And if you think Mm -hmm. about a ripple effect of family addiction, it's akin to onion peels. There's so many layers from generations before us showing up in our coupleship. And, you know, these negative cycles can wound and disconnect us. And we may do them over and over again, like a hamster in a barbed wire wheel. So here's the beauty where the rubber meets the relationship road. Krista and I are going to be doing this workshop on Saturday. 
And, you know, we're going to be doing a couple of things. We want to help couples understand what motivates some of their behaviors, as well as providing some tools for communication change. And Krista will be, uh, maybe you want to share a little bit about that, about the instincts. And I'll be um, sharing what's called a drama triangle by Dr. Stephen Cartman. And there'll be some tools and ways to interrupt the drama cycles. Hmm. Do you have anything more to say about the workshop? Yes, I do. I'm so excited about it. And I really love that we are doing this work together to help not only the listener here, but if they are able to come to this event and bring their spouse or significant other, or even just make sure that they're taking this information into their marriage, it really helps because you don't just have one podcast, you have a more inclusive time of really focusing in on relational recovery. And I think it's going to help people when they have, when they're catching their patterns and saying, I keep doing this reflexive thing. What is it? And it might not be your Enneagram type. It might be the instinct or vice versa. It might be that you're doing okay instinct wise, but you or your spouse's type work is being sabotaged and there's shadows between you. And we want you to be that transitional force in your family. So in order to do that, sometimes we do need to set aside time. And so we also thought doing this on a weekend would give us the time. You know, we're often listening to podcasts during the week when we are obviously busy and maybe doing our workout or dishes or something. But this is a time to just be with us, to really sit, to bring your notebook, to bring your journal, Dr. Deborah is somebody I greatly respect. I mean, like I said, just a therapist and two master's degree and a doctoral degree. She loves couples, guys. She has Gottman training and she's here for it all with us. And we're going to also have time for you to ask questions. So this is your chance if you're dealing with this as a couple to really be part of it because we know there's a lot of support for the individual, but not as much for the couple. So true. And you can register up until the day of the workshop. And just so everyone knows, because people like it different ways, you can decide to be on or off camera in this workshop. It's just that, you know, for the integrity of the workshop, we want the couples to be together. Um, You can share or not share. You'll still be participating in the work. And so if you are interested, go to Connections Relational recovery one word.com slash offerings we'd love to have you there absolutely i'm so excited for this event it is going to be meaningful to me also because it's on my daughter's birthday and i'm literally not passing on the pattern to her she's going to be off dancing uh getting her body work while i am helping the next gen <laughs> i hope with your families to do this work too so yes, but thank you yes. dr Debra. you are leading the way here and i'm so excited that we get to do this together so i hope you guys can come all the links are in the show notes thank you so much Dr. Russo for just taking this time out with us today. You got it. So happy to be here. Thank you, Krista. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Wow. That is so intriguing and helpful. And honestly, I'm so excited about getting to team up with other partners from the ENM certification world because here's Deborah with such a wealth of knowledge and she's an Enneagram one and she has so many good tips and tools for us. And I'm just so grateful that she's sharing from this 
perspective of how to help couples through addiction. I'm so glad that I have the family systems portion that I'm getting to share with her and of course Enneagram. So if you want more time on this topic, if you want to go through some practices and really just allow yourself a time of walking through it, we have a handout tool for you that allows you to really process. It's basically like you're doing a couple of hours of personal work with us right in the moment during this time on Saturday, October 1st. And so I hope you can join us for that. And otherwise, you can talk with Deborah and check out her information uh, in the show notes about getting in touch with us post this experience so you can still get the tools you need from her. So anyway, check it all out in the show notes. Thank you so much for doing your work out there and for working hard to make your family as healthy as possible. The research is behind you. This is the good stuff. Thanks for doing it with us. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramandMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.